I trained in New York City and I mean just just being alive right being an adult you would always see these things and I was training in New York City and I remember people would be talking about oh you know what that apartment sold for blah 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 you know back then they bought it for I don't know two hundred thousand dollars or hundred sixty thousand dollars and it sold for two hundred twenty thousand dollars you know you would hear about those things so that that kind of bug was planted I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Dr. Sanjay Sharma, a real estate professional and visionary investor who's making waves in LA and the Southeast multifamily market. Um, I'm going to leave it there because your background is is kind of amazing. I, I love talking to other medical professionals, um, but I, I definitely like to let the guests, you know, sort of tell it in their words. And I know we're both uh, in Southern California. So I think, I think there'd be a lot of cool things to talk about. But but first, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it and uh, excited to, to talk to you. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, it's awesome to be here. Awesome to see another Californian. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Great. Well, Tell us, tell us your background. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty varied. Uh, and I, I want to kind of how it, how it all hear how it all ties together and all yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So so like you said, we're both medical professionals. Um, our backgrounds are medical professionals. I'm a practicing uh, full time hematologist oncologist in Orange County in Southern California. Um, I think that's kind of what you're referring to. Uh, prior to med school, I was in public health. I was in epidemiology. Um, I've been in practice for 18 years. I've lived all over the country. Um, and then I'm a real estate investor and a syndicator, um, and a strong, strong proponent for, um, protecting physician moral injury, um, um, holding back from physician burnout and a strong proponent of oncology and research. Awesome. Awesome. I, can you talk about your, I've, I just like people to under, I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into becoming a, a, a specialist in, in any medical field. And I know you, yeah. we're going to talk about real estate for sure, but, but I think yeah. there's some re I think it just shows certainly a, a, a body of work and a commitment to excellence and, and willingness to sort of really just stick it out, you know, kind of for the long haul to, to accomplish the things that you want to. So I, I think, and and obviously I think that that can relate to real estate as well, but I just want you to maybe tell listeners a little bit about sort of what was involved, your background and all of that, like, yeah. at, at, you know, the years and, and everything, because I have an idea, but to be honest, I don't know exactly what I know what mine was. I don't know exactly, you yeah. know, sure. what yours was sure. like. Yeah, so so you're um you're asking me to kind of go into details about what it be what it takes to become a subspecialist, myself being a hematologist and oncologist. And you you hit on a few points. Um, a, you know, the title of what you do, you kind of have to know your why in terms of why you you go into this specialty. Uh two, you talked about kind of um the academic aptitude that's needed. Uh three, and you talked about um 
we'll say discipline, kind of the rigor that it takes to do to get to where I'm at. So in terms of years, so after bachelor's degree, so after four years of college, um, you go to medical school. So med school was uh, four years. And then for me, I chose to go into internal medicine. If that's an internal medicine residency, so you're no longer in school, you know, you're training uh, in a hospital situation, and that was three years. Uh, and then after that, I chose to do um, subspecialty in both hematology and oncology, which is an additional uh, three years. So all together in terms of training before I was a um, you know full-fledged doctor on my own, after high school, it'll be four, eight, seven, ten years. Um, and then you're actually a physician. You, you get your MD degree after med school. So that was four years of college, four years of uh, med school. And then you're actually an MD. So that actually, I'm, I've, been, I've been an MD since last century, since 1999. So I'm a century old. <laughs> but but the other things I think you're talking about, you know, okay, fine. It's just, I mean, quite frankly, it's just a number of years. I mean, for anyone listening to this, I, obviously it depends on your age, but, um, you know, my job started here in Orange County when I was uh, 2005. We had our first son. So I was 30, 33 years old. So for for everyone, you know, what happened between you were an adult and 33 years, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, in terms of, so when you have the time, when you have the energy, when you have the vigor, that's when you do all this kind of stuff. Um, and it, it does take discipline. I mean, we, we really did study all the time. We really did have sleep, you know, nights. I really was in the hospital for 36 hours. You know, all that stuff uh, is true, but it, it's just kind of what drives you. You know, I, I'm passionate about oncology. Um, you know, I, I love the research. The way I practice now is completely different. The way we can help the patients now is, um, you know, night and day difference. It's just an amazing, amazing field. And, uh, so that's what brought me to it. Yeah. 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 That's a great point that sort of technology advancements. I mean, I think People talk a lot about it uh, in the outside, you know, even even something simple as as you know the, the advancement of cell phones, things like that. You, you know what yeah. what we can do from a business standpoint, leveraging tech. But the same thing has happened in the medical fields, oh, and sure. it's it's mm -hmm. just remarkable to see you know kind of what what practicing medicine was even five years ago, ten years ago that that to, compared to today. So it's pretty amazing. But I, I did really want to kind of highlight that just the the commitment that it takes to get to uh, the level that you're at just in the, the medical profession. And then where did kind of real estate fall in there? Right? You know, you're yeah. spending all, and because people ask me this question too, it's like, well, what, what, yeah. you know, what, how, how does it kind of hit you? Where do you, where do you get into and, and how yeah. did you get going? Yeah. Yes. So there, there's, um, there's a few influences. So a, there's, kind of the the economic the financial influence i mean you know i was a there was i trained in new york city and i mean just just being alive right being an adult you would always see these things and i was training in new york city and i remember people would be talking about oh you know what that apartment sold for blah 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 you know back then they bought it for i don't know Two hundred thousand dollars, or one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and then sold for two hundred twenty thousand dollars. You know, you would hear about those things, so that that kind of bug was planted. Um, I grew up in uh, my my family was not into real estate. They had horror stories about you know owning a condo and it kind of going kaput. My in laws have been um, uh, very big proponents 
of real estate. And so I didn't kind of know how to marry the two. And I actually became an LP probably about 12, 13, 14 years ago and had no idea what I was doing. I sat in, um, you know, um, it wasn't a conference call back then. You know, you would actually be sitting in a room and talking about this deal. And I'm like, this, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean I put down this much money and the money grows? Like I understood checking accounts. I understood savings accounts. I knew how... I, didn't, I never understood stocks. I still don't, but I get it. You put money in and you make money eventually. And they're like, okay, put money in as long as you don't mind losing that money. And I was like, son of a gun. That sounds horrible. I don't have any money that I want to lose, but everyone else is doing it. So I'll put a little bit in. And that became, and this was a, this was a, a different type of deal. So now 13, 14 years later, I'm getting 30% returns on it, but I put, you know, this much in, so who cares? But that was kind of cool. And then I did another um, limited partner and I got a phone call or an email and it said, Hey, you know, we're exiting the deal. And it's only been like a year and a half. I'm like, Oh God, you know, I lost all my money, you know, probably like got hit by lightning. Like, no, we sold it and you're gonna get like an 80% return. And my jaw dropped. I was like, Holy cow. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. we started buying our own real estate and, and you'll know all these areas in Southern California. So we bought a duplex in, um, in Long Beach. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a garage. I bet you there's a way we can make money on it. You know, we built that into a triplex and someone, um, actually a military vet came with a 0% VA loan, was amazing. And uh, we sold it for a 40% profit. I was like, whoa. And then exchanged that into a triplex in um, in Costa Mesa here in Orange County. Or I'm sorry, yeah, triplex in Costa Mesa, a fourplex in Inglewood uh, and just with Southern California rents, you know, those places were renting for under a thousand and with some rehab and, in one of the uh, buildings, we built some bedrooms. I was getting rent close to 3000, you know? And so we exited those. So I, I went in, I about three and a half X to my money in less than two years. Uh, and then that brought me into the syndication world because I said, you know what, I'm not going to be satisfied in terms of uh, hitting all my freedoms just with um, duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes. And that's when I ended, uh, and, uh, entered the syndication world. So we've done syndications in LA, um, and we've done syndications in the Southeast and Atlanta. Um, we still buy smaller properties. Um, you know, we um, bought a deal recently in Long Beach, and uh, we keep going from there. Yeah. But didn't someone tell you you're not supposed to invest in real estate in California? Yeah, Isn't that yeah. that's the rule? That the, yeah. you'll never you'll never make any money in in California <laughs> as a real estate investor. That's a it's a it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing that, to me that people have this like picture of California that don't live in California. And th- and there's some people that live in California and you're like, oh, I live here because I love it, but I don't invest here. But it, it's just it, it it's just a different. It's just a different market. It's just like any yeah. other market, right? It's like people invest in the Southeast for a reason. People invest in LA for a reason. Like it's just a yeah. different kind of uh, role in your investment portfolio. And it's just, it always makes me laugh when, when there's all that talk about don't, don't do it in California. And it's just like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. seems like a great place to me. Um, so when you got how, how did you get introduced to syndication i know you were you were an lp so you kind of started on that side how did you make that transition from from lp to to gp then right so so that's all through um networking and getting to know people and recognizing 
what you can do. So, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, I'm a doctor, so we love to read and we are super analytical. So, I mean, for years I've been reading, you know, that th I've, I've read, consumed thousands of pages of books, you know, thousands of hours of, of podcasts and it is easy to do. I mean, you can listen to it in the car, you know, you have right. at, at night you're reading all this kind of stuff. So I've, I've always had, I've always wanted to do it. And it was just a matter of getting out and meeting people and networking. And I actually hired a coach. I got, I got mentoring on it and it wasn't, and I had been afraid of doing that before. It's like, why do I need to pay someone or why do I need to kind of meet all these people. And by this time I had my own meetup group. We have a meetup group in Orange County and um, and I had invested, but I think that's just kind of what pushed me. And going back to medicine, we talked about subspecialty. You know, it, it takes, uh, it, it, practicing medicine is a multi-specialty type of um, service industry. You know, patient come in, comes in, they may be a surgeon, they may be an oncologist like myself or a kidney specialist. And likewise, in terms of doing a syndication or, um, it, it, there's there's multiple roles that's involved it's just not one person and then when i'm sitting there listening to my podcast and reading that and reading those books it's just me and just my mind and my capital but it just takes everything else so once i got into mentorship once i um, got into masterminds once i had a coach um that's what got me to that level that's what got me to find partners um and um and really encouraged me to to do the things i wanted to do yeah, it, it's, it, it is, I think, you know, one of those um, scenarios of, well, I'm sure you, you have been, been experienced or have experienced this, but one of the things that a lot of people talk about, you know, sort of in, on the podcasts, in the books, all of that, and it's like, you need to go out and find people that have money, but they have a job that they don't have time to be in real estate. And so that's going to be your ideal investor and all of that. And and they always point to doctors, right? Doctors are the people. That's who that's who the, you want to target as investors. Um, and then, but like, who better to talk to other doctors mm -hmm. than a doctor about, you know, kind of this, this vehicle. So I, I'm sure that's a big part of kind of what you're, what you're doing is, is educating, providing opportunities, you know, kind of having these conversations with with other doctors is do you i have found it in in the veterinary world that it's, it's pretty uh infrequent that people know about you know kind of syndication and and what's involved how has your been how has your experience been in um i would say human yeah. medicine but human <laughs> yeah you probably don't put the, the human before it but yeah <laughs> well, well, uh, well we'll call myself a human doctor i like that yeah, exactly right <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's a, I mean, it was, it was, it was like my description earlier when I, when I did my first LP, I had no idea what was going on, but um, so everyone gets real, everyone knows real estate, right? Everyone is living somewhere. Uh, everyone knows that real estate goes up in money, but it's like what you're saying. No one, it, it's, it's, um, it's only a few that recognize that most of these buildings out here um, are owned by kind of normal people mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily like i mean pick whatever building it's it's not owned by the gigantic industry like you know the, the coke building well maybe the coke building is owned by coke but you know they these are buildings that are purchased through syndications 
And it's not a familiar place. Secondly, you talked about Southern California. So everything here in, in residential is a million dollars plus. So when we think about real estate, we think about big, big hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and the concept that you can invest as in $50,000 or $100,000 and to be part of a group that's taking down quality product is kind of unusual, especially when you think about it in a private equity world, as opposed to your accountant or your um, uh, your financial counselor may be offering you products. But those kind of seem far out there, you know, kind of Wall Street, kind of big, big stuff. But it's a lot of people like you and I who put these deals together, um, who have the expertise, who have the networks, who understand the numbers and understand how to operate a deal where you can bring colleagues and friends and families and other investors of similar type. And you were correct in pointing out physicians. You know, my investors are other physicians, um, also high net worth uh, executives. So we have a relation. We're kind of like the same kin, the same human right. kin, if you will. Yeah. that uh, we can invest together. Yeah, but it, but it's a novel concept to most of my investors. Um, and so there's education involved. And um, and then there's also, most importantly, there's trust. I mean, whoever's investing in me has got to trust me. Who's ever investing in you has got to trust you. You know, you're, you're, there's a trust and expertise to, to accomplish these deals. Yeah, 100%. And it's, I kind of like what you just said, you know, saying here we are in Southern California, the price of real estate generally, you know, you, really, truly, it's like you probably the low end is a million dollars. I mean, you you can find something that might be below that, but but you're probably going to have to fix it up, you know, that kind of thing. And and so, you know, people can get involved in real estate and especially if they're, you know, as you said, people people know real estate can make money, but a lot mm -hmm. of times they think, I got to buy that duplex. I got to, whatever it is, they have to do the thing. And especially here, that probably means they're going to have to buy something. And, you know, if you're talking duplex, triplex, quad, like something like that, it's going to be over a million dollars. And so yeah. now they've got to come up with, with even more money. They've got to manage it. And so, you know, putting that, that $50,000 into a syndication is, is, <laughs> I've never heard anyone put it this way, but like, that's almost like a savings. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what you're saying is is a good point. If, if someone is interested, this is a way for them to get involved with actually maybe a little bit less money than if they were to buy, you know, their very own property. So it's a it's a really intriguing point. And I think that the 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 other thing that comes with is they don't they don't have to do the work. They have to do the work to yeah. to know the sponsor mm -hmm. and trust them, as you said, but they don't have to they don't have to manage, they don't have to take time away from, you know, sort of whatever it is that they uh, personally or professionally, you know, enjoy doing. And so it's a way to put their their money to work. And, you know, you, you pointed out right at the beginning, you said as an LP, you know, this is a place that that you can lose money. But that is the case in literally every single investment, you can lose money in the stock market, you can lose money in real estate, you can so it, it's kind of, I, I feel like, very uh, eloquently, you have put a lot of the um, objections to investing in syndications, investing passively, sort of to rest because, you know, putting those in perspective against other things. So mm -hmm. I, I really love the, the the perspective that you did present there. Um, what's your 
what, what tends to be your role? What do you like to focus on within the syndication? As you said, it's, it's a team, you know, likening it yeah. to the, to the medical team, but, but what's your uh, place on that team? Yeah. So, so, so it's so important to say that, like, what do you, what is your role in the team? And you hear this all the time, right? You hear this when people talk about business, you hear this when people talk about real estate and it's, it's not as simple as uh, it's not a simple process when you're going through it. Mm -hmm. So even think back to your experience when you are getting yourself involved in real estate there's so many avenues. Just think about like when you went through escrow and like one of the first deals you went through, you're like, what? Like I need to go either this document and that document. You're talking to your lender. Then, you know, you got some inspector. Someone's like, okay, we're going to look in the sewage line. You're like, what the heck's a sewage line? <laughs> like, What's going on? What do you mean? There's a, there's a, I, there's a rat in there. Okay, fine. But what does that mean? You know, there's trees growing into it. So, but there's each aspect of a deal. Someone likes like my partner in, in, I or I have a few partners, but my partners like to do some things that I don't necessarily like to do. Like I like to do what we're doing right now. Like, I mean, I love to talk to you, you know, and I, and I would, you know, love to get to know people and understand what their interests are. It's actually, it's actually the same thing with being a doctor. I'm an oncologist. I really get to know my patients and know their families and all that kind of stuff. So I like doing that. So what does that mean in terms of real estate and in syndication? Well, that's investor relations. That's getting to know your investors and who they are and what their interests are. That's capital raising. When you talk to a um, investor and you talk to them about what are their interests in investing, what are their goals, what are they looking for, and then they come and they invest in you. That's broker relationships. You know, I love talking to random brokers um, and networking with people. And now in in our global industries, sometimes those conversations, I'm talking to someone in India or the Philippines or um, just kind of like, um, you know, everywhere. In fact, I was talking to underwriting team in India yesterday, we had a meeting. So that's really my strong suit. Um, and the other thing is, is I love to speak. I love to public speak. That's like my favorite thing. It's like, it's like this caffeine in me. If I'm, if I'm up on stage, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm not one of the guys who's like, okay, I need a drink before I get on stage. I'm like, no, no, that's I'm good. You know, just shine the lights on. Here we go. I'm ready to perform. So, so that's my strong suit. Um, and so then I'm out there meeting the brokers, um, looking at the deals. I don't like to get into the nitty gritty of underwriting. Um, I don't like to get into the nitty gritty of asset management. I like the thought process. I like listening to someone, my designer saying, Hey, you know what? We can do this with this building. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's a great idea. You know, have you thought about putting a window here? I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that, so that's my strong suit is is getting to know people, um, being able to speak, thus being able to uh, garner relationships with um, brokers, uh, and bringing in deals, and also bringing in capital and having that investor relations. Yeah, it's such an important role on the team. It, at the end of the day, you know, in a syndication, I think the idea that we all try to subscribe to is is investor first. And so that investor relationship uh, role and the capital raising role is so important. And, and again, I, I, I like the sort of, I guess, reference to it being like your patients in the sense that, you know, you're talking to them, you're more importantly, probably listening to them. And yeah finding out, you know, kind of what, what are their pain points? What are they looking for? Even if they can't necessarily tell you, which I think is 
is a is a big part of medicine. My patients specifically literally can't tell me, but but that's that's it, right? That's the idea is kind of trying to assess a situation and know where you can help, right? And what's the, you know, what's what's service, you know, you can provide for them. So um I think that's that's very cool. What's your uh I know you're you're in LA and, and you said the Southeast, right? What's what's kind of the portfolio look like? now um you know kind of as as we stand and what what are your goals yeah. you know sort of moving forward yeah yeah so so what's my vision of what we have so we have uh, uh 250 units down in atlanta out here in uh, southern california we have um 12 we have to, we have 12 units here so the goal is to grow this um, we are looking in other geographical areas uh, by default we're always going to be looking at properties in LA because we, we live here. Um, but we're expanding our, we're growing in, um, Atlanta. That's one of our target markets. And we're actually targeting Indiana, uh, and possibly partnering on some deals in, in Indiana. Yeah. And then, so where it grows. So my company exponential capital investments. So, um, our, our goal is, we don't necessarily have a numerical goal. I mean, I think we all, uh, well, I, I suppose we all have certain visions that we aspire for. Uh, you know, my vision is in terms of my investor. I want to have a nation. I actually, my, um, our uh, uh, meetup is called uh, Physician Real Estate Nation. So I want a nation of physicians who are, um, who have the freedoms that I search, you know, financial time, geographic, to have a generation of doctors who are not burdened by finances and they can just, be doctors that it's not they don't have to play by the same rules that that we play by now but they can practice the way that they want to practice medicine so my goal isn't necessarily a number per se but is how do i make my investors financially free and how many products is it going to take um, in order to get them to that point so that's that's really my goal it's um there's some intangibility to it, right? Because I can't really measure that for everyone, but that's what I, uh, I hope to bring. Yeah, I love that. That's it's a great way of looking at. It. I think um, certainly having objective goals. You know, people put it in unit count or assets under management, things like that. I, I understand the point behind that, but if you're uh, really sort of impact driven, it, it's those numbers become a little bit less not that they're less concrete but they're they're they don't apply to everybody that you're trying to help right like so, so yeah. some people it doesn't it doesn't matter necessarily how many units or or what it's it's more how many how many people can you actually help so i think this is a really good point to transition into the first question of the questions that I like to ask every yeah. guest, which is related to the name of the show. And, and you've touched on this a little bit, but I, I want to give you the chance to expand if, if there is more there as far as what is your why and kind of the, the driving force behind, you know, what you're doing. And you've obviously, you've got a successful career as a doctor. So it's, it's your, you've now, you know, looking to <laughs> double down and be successful in something else, but, but sort of what, what pushes you? Yeah. 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 So it's, so, you know, people talk about, I'm not a boating person, but people talk about that lighthouse that you're going towards, right? That you're in, you're in a ship and you have to adjust your ship to kind of keep moving in that direction um, to that lighthouse or that vision. And so, you know, my vision is are, are the freedoms that I, 
um, that I'll have one day for myself and my family, you know, the financial freedom where I'm not burdened by finances, uh, the time where I could spend time in doing a lot of the interests that I like uh, and spending time with my patients, geography from any, anywhere, um, and then vitality. You know, I want to stay strong. I want to uh, be healthy. I want to have that longevity. Um, and that pushes me. And, and then, and then I, I truly mean what I said. I mean, I, I want all my uh, physician colleagues to have the same and I have the ability to bring it to them and I have the ability to teach this to other people. And so that's, that's, that's what pushes me. Um, and I, that's really what my why is. And then again, like I talked about and, and like you're describing, all of this is, is an evolution in process. Like, where are you in terms of your life? You know, do you have young kids, you have old, older kids, you have uh, no kids or, you know, or kids or, or not, you know, my kids are going to be going to college soon. So it's a different viewpoint and activity level that's needed for me. But how do I continue feeling kind of that, that um, inner sense of mindset vitality? And, you know, real estate is an avenue that you can do this. And so that's what I'm moving towards. Yeah, I love that. And it it is an evolution. I mean, I, I, well, I think before I even called it my why, it's like sort of ironic that I have a podcast called Know Your Why because I yeah. didn't even know it was really called that probably four or five years ago, or I, I didn't have a name to put, but it, but you do have different drivers in your life, right? It's like you go, sure. you know, what, you mentioned kids, that's certainly one thing. You know, I think a lot of people that come from some background of struggle, uh, whether that's poverty, financial struggles as a child, whether that's addiction struggles, wh whatever the case may be, any of those examples, I think in a lot of ways, you know, your first why might be like, getting out of that, right? Like getting, getting away from whatever, but then the, you know, <laughs> unless you just give up once you, once, <laughs> once you cross that first uh, milestone of sort of erasing those issues, you're going to have that evolution. And, and I think it, you know, yep ultimately most of the time it evolves to impact i think that's that's what i have noticed from guests on the podcast it's what i've noticed from going to some of the conferences and hearing the people speak that have been uh in the industry and you know they're they're well beyond financial freedom for themselves right they know their set they know yeah. their family set and now it's like well i don't feel like stopping what what do i do now how do i make a difference in the world and so i think that's uh, it's just, it's really cool to to see and hear about people's, you know, kind of the evolution there. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, it, there's, there's really no finish line. Like, it's not like, it's, we, we all have aspirations, depending on what you want to do. So say in sports, you want to, you know, win a particular championship, but you don't necessarily win that championship and say, that's it. I mean, you may not continue right. in that sport or whatever, but you're, you're always going for something else. And for a lot of people, you know what, they can say this, why is this doctor even talking? He's already made it. This guy's, you know, a doctor in you know, Southern California. He can go to the beach every day, but there's not a finish line. You know, you just, there, there's something else. You, you just, you want to keep going there. There's more, we're, we're put on this world for just to, just to do different things and expand our, our minds and go explore. Yeah. And, and that, that plays a lot into it. Yeah, completely agree. I think uh, part of what has been exciting for me in in real estate has been 
growth in a new area, like personal growth, learning new, learning more, you know, just kind of um, another thing to, to push me. Cause you, you do spend a lot of time getting to the specialist level in whatever medical field that you're in. And, and then eventually it's, it's not that you're not still learning anything, but once you sort of start to reach a, a peak, then it's, it's not, you don't have those same challenges. And so it's, it's good to have something else to kind of pu- push you forward and, and continue to have, you know, sort of personal development. So I think that that's a big part mm-hmm. of it. It ha- has been for me. Yeah. I didn't even realize that until I <laughs> sort of did it. And I was like, Oh, oh well, yeah, this is a, uh, this is, this is stimulating this is exciting that kind of thing so um it's a, it's it's your it's your wisdom yeah. some people call it white hair it's wisdom yeah exactly <laughs> exactly if i had hair maybe it would be it would be more white but that's <laughs> that's uh someday um so my, my second question for you is uh you know kind of sign of sort of in the other direction tell us something about yourself that that it isn't common knowledge special skill, a hobby, just, just something to let listeners know you better, you know, kind of, uh, that, that you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, sure. So, um, I would say my, my, I have a, um, I'm gonna talk about my family. So I have a background, my grandfather, we're, we're, we're Indian. I'm first generation Indian. My parents immigrated here. Um, so my grandfather was a very special person. Um, he was a freedom fighter, which um, is something that I'm very proud of. Yesterday um, was actually India's uh, Republic Day. So uh, he played a big role in that. So he was a freedom fighter. Uh, he was alongside Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, he tells a story that when he, with Gandhi was shot, he was at that, um, at that particular place for a gathering and, and he you know, fell right in front of him. So he was one of them who carried him. So that, that cares that, that kind of legend, that legendary, st- I don't want to call it legendary status, but that's always held uh, true to me and kind of how I live my life and aspirations that I shoot for, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of things that he does that I try to mimic. And I can see the multiple members of my family mimicking. Amazing. That's amazing. It's, it's so nice to have, uh, you know, that that role model or that, you know, sort of hero figure that's that's within your family, right? Like to have someone that really um, you, you can almost view them as, you know, sort of larger than life because they, because they were so uh, accomplished and in, in so that's, that's super cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn every day. Um, so just find me at Sanjay Sharma MD. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, not so much in terms of the real estate side, but I'm uh, Hemonk Live. That's more clinical stuff, H-E-M-E-O-N-C Live. Uh, my website is uh, um, uh, my company's Exponential Capital Investment, and the website is excapinv.com. And by all means, uh, reach out to me. I can uh, hit the contact on, um, on my website. You can message me on LinkedIn, and I guarantee you I'll respond to you. Uh, and I can personally attest to that. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's how we met, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, a final question for you. Yeah. What, what is a piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to get started in real estate? And you, you can kind of take yeah. this in whatever direction you want, whether it's passive, active, uh, as, a, as, a, as a joint venture, you know, whatever it might be. What, what would you tell them to get them started? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be very generic, which probably, well, it does help uh, is... 
it's 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 your podcast. You got to figure out like you know what you're looking for in terms of why, and you know what whatever that path is, whatever that lighthouse is, then you kind of back up in terms of what uh, real estate assets could get you into that and what is available to you. Because once you figure that part out, everything is out there. There is someone who is an expert in anything that you're interested. You want to flip palace, you want to do single family, multifamily, self-storage, whatever it may be, land. I guarantee you there's, there's people who are so anxious and so excited to talk to you and to meet you. Um, you know, look what you're doing. You're clearly excited. You talk to all of us, like, you know, bumpkins here, just like, you know, <laughs> putting us on podcasts and stuff, but we're all out there and we are so easy to talk to. Um, and then that's when kind of the magic happens. That's when you're saying, okay, I'm reading a book and I'm trying to understand, um, you know, everyone reads Rich Dad, Poor Dad. In fact, uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of mentoring someone right now. And I said, okay, did you finish it? Did you read it? I gave it to her a couple of days ago. I'm like, you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> you're not, you're not fired enough. I read it like yeah. 30, you know, yeah. the first yeah. day you picked up the book. You this read is it. a rite of passage. Read this couple <laughs> book first and then you can learn everything else. <laughs> right. Right. And then, so and it's that meeting someone and then finally just getting the guts of just buying something. It doesn't matter what the heck you buy. You just get involved, whether you're doing an LP, um, investing with someone like me or you, or you're buying your own property. Even if it's just like a god awful property, it just gets you in there, and you just—it's just a—it's just a feeling that'll just keep driving you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard to do one deal. It's hard to do one real yes. estate deal and and be like, no, that was good. You're, I mean, right. you're either gonna hate it because something didn't go right, but yeah. you really should use it as a learning lesson if that's the case. Or you're just gonna be like, well, this this is cool, and you're gonna like, for sure. Can I can I do it again? Can I get get bigger with that? So I think uh, think great advice. I think yeah, y- you need that why because because there will be times when it's hard, but for sure, yeah. But for yeah. sure, you know, like I said, like like finding someone who's doing it because there's so many ways to like get involved in real estate. Like just so, I mean, it's crazy all the different things you could possibly do on, you know, active, passive, whatever. I mean, there's just so many asset classes. Like there's, there really is truly, you know, infinite ways to get involved. And so there's, and, and, and the knowledge or the, the information is so available too. like, it's, you Mm -hmm. can, you know, we both podcasts, books, mentorships, YouTube. I mean, there's there's so yeah. there's so much available to you that you just have to you just have to want it, and then it, and then it's there, and then you and then you can go. Yeah, and then and then I and both you and I are stressing is just you and you got to do action. Yeah. I have definitely, and I know you've you've met people who they're like, oh yeah, I've been reading forever. I've been in seventeen mentorship groups. You know, I said 45 goals and then, okay, that's great. Awesome. What have you bought? Well, I haven't pulled the trigger. Just pull the darn trigger. Just right. get something. Right. It's all good yeah. after that. Do, figure out where you can make, figure out where you can make a mistake and handle it too. You know, start, start uh-huh. there if that's what you need to do or, or, or start as an LP, invest with someone that you trust has, has done it and then learn there. Learn, learn, ask questions, like be a part. I mean, there's, again, it's just, there's, there's really virtually infinite number of ways to, to actually get involved yeah. in some way. So um, super cool. Dr. Sharma, 
thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time very much. Oh, it's your, you're totally welcome. I love what you do. Keep doing it. It's great. Thank you. Folks listening, uh, I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this. Um, please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests like Dr. Sharma. And thank you all for listening. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.